I'm not your husband. I'm another version of one from another universe. I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today. Uh, no time to help you. Across the multiverse, I've seen thousands of Evelyns. You can access all of their memories, their emotions, even their skills. I'm gonna send you up against the best. Yes, sir. You two characters are going to Top Gun. I feel the need. Need for speed. This is a feeling all over the park. Yeah, that's nice. Gotta go. An adventure. Look out! Go! I can't get Jurassic Park back online. 65 million years in the making. This Organized Chaos podcast is brought to you by Gems Art Studio. This podcast is also brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to an Our Organized Chaos podcast, the very best podcast in the history of all human existence. Uh, you're not going to get better than this until next week. Um, but yeah, uh, joining me here is uh, Bobby Quarters, hello, as always. Bobby, hello. how are you doing? How are you? I'm doing good. That's good. Definitely have some movies to talk about. Yes, we do. Um, we do. This might be the first time actually I've watched every single movie and said, okay, I have clear ideas of things I want to talk about definitely on every single one of these. Because I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I, I watch it and I'm like, well, Bobby and I will bounce ideas on this one. But like this one, it's like, yeah. Every single one of these has something I clearly want to establish. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. But yeah, we will be discussing, uh, because we're very late to the party, about three weeks late, we're going to be talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. And then, <laughs> yes, and then the 1986 Top Gun, uh, in, in uh, anticipation of the new movie coming out 36 years later? Yeah. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> and then we'll be talking about the original Jurassic Park because Jurassic Park 6 is coming out in a couple weeks and uh, the trailers look cool and I'm pretty sure it's going to be complete garbage. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a stinker. It's absolutely oh, yeah. going to be a stinker. I mean, you could have the original cast back. That's not going to save this movie. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, just after the last one, I just... Well, the one I mean, that they what you... the one that they sold on Jeff Goldblum being in the movie, and he yeah. was only in he... the movie for like a scene. No, yeah, they had one scene that they cut up and spread out like at the beginning of the end of the movie, and it's obvious he was just there for one day. Like, one he, day. he just wandered on set. <laughs> he wasn't yeah. even supposed to be there. <laughs> and, and here's the crazy thing: say what you will about like some like Jurassic Park three, it's you can have fun with that. It's dumb. But you can have fun with that. Yeah. Like the last one, I didn't even have fun with. But yeah. <laughs> now the last, like the 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 first Jurassic World or whichever one that had the auction, was that the first one? No, it's the second that one. That was the second that, one. Yeah. 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 With the auction. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I enjoyed the aftermath of that, or at least what I knew <laughs> was going to fucking happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've seen enough Jurassic Park movies to know a bunch of dumb, rich white people inside of a room with dinosaurs. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this this is a foolproof plan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will. We will be 
coming up on that in a couple weeks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, goddamn Jurassic Park. Well, you know, we got a good Jurassic Park movie here. We do. <laughs> we really do. This one, like... <laughs> Well, I, I, I know we're not going to get into it right away, but man, I'm surprised how well this one still holds up. Oh yeah, oh. Uh, there's a whole there's a whole message behind that one I want to get to, yeah. but yeah, it's right. a good one. And, okay, yeah. But uh, but let's go ahead and uh, begin with the the headliner, the big the big movie everybody was talking about about three weeks ago. Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Top Gun, 1986. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Kelly McGillis, very exciting. No, no. no. We are talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. The the big multiverse movie of the year. There's proclaimed because, to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's interesting how many multiverse movies we're getting this like in the past like six months. Absolutely. Well, yeah, three, yeah. Which is like, like okay. <laughs> we had like you know, um, Spider Man No Way Home. Yeah. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and everything yeah. everywhere all at once. And mm-hmm. uh, is there any more that I've forgotten? Or is there... no? But do we usually even get that many in like a no? Movie well, well, it's not what, a common thing. No. <laughs> one thing I find really fascinating about this, and I was kind of reading a little. The only thing I I, I did go into this completely blind. I didn't want to read anything about mm-hmm. it. Just just wanted to go in completely blind and genuinely enjoy the experience. Which actually, mm-hmm. I went to a matinee earlier today, and it was like I think a total of five of us in the theater yeah and it was nice mm-hmm. i was happy <laughs> that, that that's the type of yeah. showings i like <laughs> yeah we end up going friday night and there's more people there than i thought okay but yeah matinees are usually pretty empty they are we actually did a matinee of uh, dr strange last wednesday okay that was empty now <laughs> well that that probably would have been that was like an that was an early day on wednesday <laughs> okay that was good though that that was probably good yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah this is a. Uh, this is a really good movie. Yeah, uh, it actually, uh, it reminds me a lot of Scott Pilgrim versus the World. It, it in that it gave me that those vibes a lot. Yeah, in that, like on a surface level, it's really kind of dumb, but like it, when you think about it for any amount of time, there's there's a lot there. There's a lot of thought there. There it's, is. It's not as dumb as any surface level like like immediate reaction will give you because it's it's really fucking good i i want to state that really no this movie is like very good and it's just more than a multiverse movie it's like mm-hmm. hmm, it's it, i had a hard time actually kind of putting it into words like yeah well yeah it's like everything everywhere oh yeah i don't know what else <laughs> yeah it really <laughs> that is describes it nicely it is i mean it, it talks about you know our existence and our choices in life mm-hmm. and how even the slightest, smallest choice or decision could alter your entire course of uh, the future. Yeah. It really, mm-hmm. it, it certainly yeah. lived up to its title. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's tough to even describe. So you meet Michelle Yeoh and I don't remember the name of her character, but she runs a laundromat with her husband. It's Evelyn. And- I believe it was Evelyn. Yes, Evelyn, you are correct. Yes. That's right. I don't have to look that up. That's yeah. Um, she runs it with her husband. She's the one primarily in charge. 
her father is there, played by James Hong, and I'm not gonna lie, every time James Hong it's a treat. Up, I didn't know he was in this, Neither did he I. popped up, I was like, oh, it's James Hong. Neither awesome. did I. You know who else I didn't realize was in this until about halfway? Who? Short round. Uh, I, I'm kind of disappointed, I was hoping to surprise you with that. That's just, did you notice I sent you that I did, gift? I did, and I figured that was a, that was a, a clue. I was like, I was like, okay, yeah. so maybe he, maybe short rounds in this. Cool, cool. Yeah. And as yeah. soon as the husband showed up, I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Instantly. Well, uh, like, I did not recognize him, but I was like, that voice seems kind of familiar. Yeah. There's every once in a while where you hear, where you can really still hear oh, his voice, yeah. and you look it up, it's like, oh my god, it's holy short crap, round. Holy <laughs> crap, that's him. That's data. Yeah. That's fucking data. Yeah, data. It was actually yeah. the, the moment that uh, the the fanny pack fight. Is when it clicked yeah. for me. I was like, "Wait a minute! Holy shit! That's awesome! Yes, so yeah, I'm here for this." If you want to see short round, beat up a whole bunch of uh, just IRS security guards just, with a fanny pack. Whoops, some ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, like so we have Evelyn. Uh, short rounds her husband, <laughs> uh, but she's the one primarily running this laundromat. She meet well. She doesn't meet. She meets her daughter's girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, not entirely sure how to handle it. She even introduces James Hong's her father, who's there too. Yeah. And she entered. She just says, "This is uh, a good her friend. Joy is her daughter. Yeah. yeah, a very good friend of my daughter." And of course, the daughter's not thrilled with that introduction. No. Of course, you know she. You know the Evelyn's like, "Well, it's it's a different generation. We can't just say that to them." But. You know, they have these, they have IRS issues because she's trying to do all types of things and counting it as a business expense. Yeah. Where you can't really do that. You can get pretty flexible with those business expenses, but you do have to actually use them for your business. Yeah, you have to really, I mean, and it seemed that it wasn't their first trip to that office either. No. Because the agent that they had, one Miss Jamie Lee Curtis. (laughs) Yes, yes. who actually has been quite vocal in championing for this uh, film on uh, a lot of social media platforms and uh, having a lot of scathing things to say against the MCU. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a, part of me is a little bit disappointed that she did that because I had no idea she was in this movie until she did that. And I won't have liked to have walked in this movie no idea and be like, oh my God, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, <laughs> I knew about that. And I knew about that she was in this. That's about the only thing mm-hmm. I really knew. And because of that, and because um, of everything she's been saying about the MCU too. And it's yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, I want to be like, you know, normally I'm, I'm 100% behind you. Mm-hmm. But like... The, the the concept of the multiverse within Marvel has existed mm-hmm. for a yeah. long period of time. One could argue it's existed longer than Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. It had to have. I'm not sure when they created it in the comic books, but yeah, it's been around for a while. Plus, it's more of a literal multiverse because is this a multiversal movie or is it a movie about a mother coming to grips with her daughter? And not understanding her and realizing that's okay. It's kind of all that. It's kind of. I'm looking up the origin. Where's my mind going? Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm looking up uh, the, I'm looking up the multiverse origin when it came out. 1971, I think is the first okay, appearance. Sure, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, the uh, Avengers of the Marvel Universe, and I think that would have been the first time. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1971. Oh, Adventures yeah. number uh, 85. Nice. It came out in February of 71. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, where was I going with this? Uh, <laughs> so, Doctor Strange meets Wanda. No. <laughs> Wait, that was last week. <laughs> oh, crap. Okay, yeah, multiversal movies. Okay, so Spider-Man wants to create no movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God damn it. <laughs> so, Captain Picard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, on the way to the IRS office, uh, short round, her husband suddenly starts acting normal. He's kind of, uh, throughout the movie, we see him as kind of like this more... Uh, timid, I'd say. Yeah, timid guy. And we do get hints in the security camera where all of a sudden he's, like, jumping around the place just randomly. Like parkour, and you're not sure what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, all of a sudden in the elevator, you see like his entire composure changes. And I want to state, uh, I wish I'd looked at the name of the actor, but the guy who plays Short Round does a great job here because his entire composure changes, and all of a sudden he's telling her about the multiverse and how he is not her husband; he is from a different universe, uh, and she is important because she discovers the multiverse and she has to stop the ultimate threat to the multiverse who is not established yet but i mean we're gonna get to spoilers it's it's her daughter who is like becoming all at once like all her multiversal selves are slowly becoming one person or something like that it's getting it's weird (laughs) uh the actor's name is uh i'm gonna try to pronounce this correctly Oh, uh, okay. Mm. Ki Hoi Kwan. Oh, yeah. Or that right. Jonathan yeah. Ki Kwan. Yeah, I think Jonathan Kwan is what I usually Yeah, Jonathan right Kwan, yes. yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize he was also a stunt choreographer. I did not that's, realize that that's, that's, so, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> did he do his own stunts in this I movie? I would not be surprised. Yeah. I was trying to think. Yeah, they, they got some good shots, so he might have. I don't know. I don't recall seeing any significant body differences. <laughs> oh, I, he he also was in the uh, Cindy Lauper's good enough, the Goonies good enough music video. Well, of course. along with Captain Lou Albano. Well, duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, this movie. Yeah, so this sen- was re- yeah, 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 yeah. So where where are we at with the yeah? Pl- yeah so after. Um, they, they go to the IRS meeting. They go to a meeting mm-hmm. to talk about their taxes and try and get everything squared away. Um, out, but as you had mentioned on the way up, her husband uh, kind of transforms into a different multiverse mm-hmm. version of himself and tells her about the multiverse and says, look, just follow these directions and, you know, we need your help. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, and you just remind me of one of the things because we, you can trigger a multiversal... Per- uh, like memories from your multiverse to come to you, but one of the tricks is you have to do something unusual to trigger it. Yeah. Oh. And yeah, there's some interesting things that happen. Yeah, there's one that's um that they spend a lot of time on. <laughs> that was that, that <laughs> yeah. had me a squirming in my seat. Um, it involved paper cuts in the hand. Oh yes. Okay, that one. Oh yeah. In between. He to, yeah, he had to give himself. Four paper cuts in between each finger, and each time it's like, ah, it's like, oh god, he's just, stop he's it! Trying to do it, and it's yeah. Not, he's like, it only happens when you don't want it to, and then you just yeah, 
and oh god, the yeah. sound design on that was yeah, the sound very effect they great. used yeah it was really great. Yeah, it's like yeah, <laughs> it was like, e- I, I, uh. I might have been the the only one in that group who was squirming during that, just going oh yeah. Oh, I I I think I heard a couple people in the theater squirming during that one, where it's like oh god. <laughs> oh. And then they said, but yeah, yeah. During the, when they said paper cuts, it wasn't audible. Oh shit! Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna deal with. Oh god. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the most entertaining one was uh, the trophies <laughs> by uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, she had these. Uh, um, she has some IRS trophies that, that look that look like like something else. They look like um, um they look like butt plugs. I'm oh, just, just oh gonna yeah. say. that's the term I was like, Yeah, they they, they and, straight up was like, you have to put up with a lot of bullshit to get one of these. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh dear. But I yeah, also, a I'm couple curious, of the guys. Jamie, did you keep a trophy? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we do come across a couple people who need to trigger memories from a multiverse <gasps> by using the bolt plug in yep. exactly how you'd imagine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we even get a great slow mo shot of a guy jumping out pantsless, kind of doing a can of That's a right, cannonball. Yeah. yeah, it's like you would see everything, but they they made sure to pixelate it out, so you just see this guy and just like pantsless. the bottom base of that trophy hanging out during a fight scene. Yes. Yeah, I, it was hard to keep keep like focus. I was laughing really. I, I'm hard. sure it was great choreography, but I was just like, oh god, that butt plug is still there, isn't it? <laughs> yep, still there. <laughs> And then we see another guy with something even longer hanging out of his bottom, yeah. which is just yeah, kind of all like, right. You just this is what we have to do to our butts to travel in the multiverse. Okay. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah this this is a lot of fun. Yeah, this uh, movie was a lot of fun. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's also like I said, it's dumb. But, like, there's this great message behind it. Like, and it's largely, you know, it's about a mother and a daughter. And a mother kind of coming to grips with who her daughter is. Yeah. Because the the main villain is the daughter. And she is weird and crazy. And kind of, it's just all about Evelyn figuring out that, you know what? I don't understand her. But that's okay. She's my daughter. Yeah, yeah. It, it is essentially end of the day a, a movie about family and mm-hmm. loving each other and loving those that you choose to call your family. In that, and, yes. And it was nice. It was a very overall nice, nice film and a, and a great message. I yeah, yes. thoroughly enjoyed it. Even the psych out ending. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the. Uh... That's right. How did the psych out ending go? I'm trying to remember. It shows there was her like a... dying. And then it goes That's to right, the movie yes. actress version of her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you you get initial credits and then, uh, well, I think it says starring Evelyn, whatever yeah, her name is. Yeah. And, and it, it panned like, out. Yeah. And you see, like, the, the frame is inside of a theater. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, that that's nice how they did that. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. But yeah, they absolutely do do that. Uh, this is just a cool movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, definitely, like if you've seen Scott Pilgrim and you enjoy Scott Pilgrim, this movie's gonna be right up your yeah. alley. It's not Edgar. It's not Edgar. Uh, God, I want to say Edgar Winter. Edgar White. <laughs> Edgar Winter. <laughs> yeah, a uh, different guy. Different. Guy. <laughs> but uh, 
but it's the the Daniels. They call themselves the Daniels. I don't remember the both their names, but it's essentially two two directing brothers named Daniel. Yeah. Um, and they do a great job with this. Uh, it's it you know, and I say it's not Edgar Wright. It doesn't even feel like an Edgar Wright movie. Just kind of, it does feel like a type of thing he would tackle. Yeah. But doesn't feel like his 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 movie. <laughs> It's definitely their style. And, it is. But yeah, I I'm excited to see I anything really else from these it. guys too. Mm-hmm. Well, they did uh what? They did Swiss Army Man yeah. a couple years ago. I yeah, say. and I saw that one. That was a very good movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Have they done anything else? I'm not sure. Now now I have to look it up. Believe- Ooh, I have what? Paul Dano was in that movie, wasn't he? Yeah, that was Paul Dano. Yeah, and... Elijah Wood. No, no, Daniel Radcliffe. No. Yeah, Daniel. Right. Yeah, I, I I like Paul Dano, so yeah, I, I'll I'll watch anything he's in. Mm. Okay, so the Daniels are Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, they did some Legion. Oh, just one episode, but. Doesn't look like they've done a whole lot of movies. Well, they should do more movies. <laughs> but yes, this is excellent. Absolutely worth uh, checking out. I'm tr- uh, I, I know there's more to talk about here, but I'm... It's de- this is definitely a movie to experience. This isn't... Uh, like, obviously, like listening to us talk about it, you're not getting the same experience as watching the movie. But this is... This is totally an experienced movie. Uh, it's just, it's good. I don't know how else to say other than you should definitely go watch it. Go see this movie. <laughs> go see this. Uh, anything you want to add or shall we head uh, over to Top Gun? Yeah, we should uh, head over to Top Gun. <laughs> okay. Top Gun. Yes. 1986. Tom Cruise, Kelly McGillis. Uh... Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Yeah, yeah, Anthony Edwards. Val Kilmer. Young Val Kilmer. Michael fucking um, Ironside. <laughs> Michael Ironside. Tom Skerritt. Uh, and Tim Robbins in a brief, in, brief yeah, cameo. Link if you miss it, but like he pops up twice in the movie. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. Like he was in the first scene and I assumed like. When he came back, they'd make kind of a point of, oh, hey, you know, it's good to see you're still around after, like, uh, Cougar, who was the, the guy who flew with him, yeah. uh, dropped out. I thought they'd make more of a point, but no, he's just there be- as uh, behind him. And it's like, okay. You know, yeah, he's just there, just like that guy who uh, was his uh, partner who took over after a goose. Oh, spoilers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spoilers for a 36-year-old yeah. movie. Uh <laughs> Uh, we do, I actually was interested, so I looked this up, and we are looking at a, by one year, a pre-Scientology Tom Cruise in this movie. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> a pre-Scientology uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> by a whole year. <laughs> wow. Well, he wasn't that no, great I of did... an actor then, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he's okay, but. The Scientology thing is fucking creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? We don't have to worry about because he's not a member of the church yet, yet. at this point. <laughs> but instead we get... Uh... Yeah, he's a 
top well he's he's in the top gun class no wait is the class called top gun yeah, or is the, the winner of the, the class school, called top gun? i think the school is called top gun yeah yeah but uh yeah that's right he was second in line and then cougar was first in line and then cougar had a freak out and he became the guy who entered the top gun program and of course, he's always the he's the rebel. He's the you know, he does the dangerous thing. Yeah, uh, it's really kind of cliche. <laughs> it's and I, I want to stress, I don't think this is a terrible movie at all. No, um, it's not a terrible movie by any means. Yeah, it's it's I mean, definitely the lesser of the three this week. Cinem- but, uh, <laughs> I mean, from a cinematic standpoint, it looks gorgeous. Like some of the oh, camera yeah. angles that they have, and just the mm-hmm. filming inside the of the dogfighting in and out of yeah. the jets still looks amazing. Still looks great well, today. That's one thing that almost kind of disappoints me with the new one because I'd probably be more interested. Like I'm still semi interested, but I'll be I won't be more interested if Tony Scott was still around. Yeah, mm. yeah. But Tony Scott always kind of made those like military films and. Yeah, like tried to make them also well, as accurately as he could. Well, I, I, it's weird. I always thought of Tony Scott and Michael Bay is like, it seems like they like very similar styles, except Tony Scott's actually good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, Michael Bay has his moments. Oh, but, oh my god, he he doesn't know how to restrain himself. You know, no, there's other directors who do like the military, who focus mostly with the military thing, and when they lean into it, they they lean into it. Like uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, Wolfgang Peterson is one. Yeah, but again, yeah, but think about that. he does yeah, it. He does. he does it great. <laughs> like, yeah, he yeah. does it. Oh great. yeah, great. Mm. Yeah, uh, Tony Scott, as you mentioned. Um, uh, eh, I might get flack for this, but Oliver Stone, I think he does a good job with it. Yeah, no, I would definitely say yeah. he does a good job yeah. with it, but he definitely takes a more rebellious. Angle. But he <laughs> definitely takes more chances. <laughs> Yeah, he knows. More chances than Bay, even. Oh, yeah. Well, Bay, it's not even that Bay takes. He does take chances, but it's, it's weird chances. It's, it's, it's like, well, why well, are you even here, trying for that? Well, let me just don't say chances. Um, he goes to the well a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make every single conversation feel like an action scene. Yeah. Please don't. Please don't. If we have an exposition scene, can we just have, like, a two two shot like for the characters talking. No, no, you're gonna film it as an action scene. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, there's a few takeaways we could take from this movie, like from the story itself. Um, one is Tom Cruise is not a singer. Well, no, no, <laughs> man. It's it's also worth noting that uh, his relationship with Kelly McGillis is really hampered by the fact they really don't have chemistry other than. Like, they are saying the lines, and, like, there's the obvious thing where they kiss passionately, and then it cuts away to, like, an 80s-style sex scene. A lot of soft like, blue lighting. It feels, yeah, and it feels very jarring, because they're, like, they're like <coughs> all over each other, and next they're, like, standing in front of each other, staring seductively. It's like, no, why'd they stop getting all over each other? That's... That's not usually how that works. That's not usually... Yeah, it, it, I don't know. Like a lot of the stuff with her, it just it, it felt weird and uncomfortable. Yeah, and uncomfortable. It, well, like knowing what we know now, it's like, oh yeah, he was her beard. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, what was but, it? What was uh, it about making this? Like, it was something that she had said about him, right? Oh, I don't know, oh. but I know she has come out. Like, she came out like ten years ago. Mm. Oh, okay. I didn't know that, really. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. Which yeah, which which kind of helps explain why she's like clearly not like <laughs> she's him. saying the lines and doing the performance, but she's not into into him not... at all. Yeah. <laughs> Well, plus, like, okay, we have to talk about how they first met. Okay, the, he does the corny song thing. Okay, it's really over the top, and that can go either way. But then he follows her to the fucking ladies' room. Yeah. Like. What the fuck is that? Because that woman? works. Yeah, no, I, every time I like, a, I like a woman, I just follow him to the fucking ladies' yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that way she'll know I'm not a creep. Yeah, for real. Jeez. No. No, when he did that, I was like, are you fucking serious? Are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. On IMDb, Tim Robbins has the second credit. <laughs> huh. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, okay. Goose. I bring up the full thing. There's Kelly McGillis. Okay. Sorry, Goose. <laughs> but. Yeah. But yeah, this is. Uh, I also want to add. Uh, I brought up before we started recording, but like. Val Kilmer has way more chemistry with Tom Cruise than Kelly McGillis does at this point. Yeah. It's like... And is like... When they... Was his character supposed to be some sort of threat? I don't know. Um, He wasn't super threatening. He was just... Okay, I want to give Val Kilmer credit. Because Val Kilmer, I think, is always great. Um, Something I'm realizing just going through, like, watching his stuff. Yeah. He's always giving a hard and 10%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's never a point where he's half-assing. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, his role here is thankless. Because he's the guy, he's the top of the Top Gun class. Maverick's number two. And his role is essentially to say, you're too dangerous, Maverick. You're too risky can't be doing dangerous that. you gotta follow the rules maverick and that that's his whole role yeah that is now he makes the most of it because he's val kilmer but it's thankless it is it really is uh yeah that, like there's no like there's nothing to him and then he had a uh i want what his rio which, when I first saw his Rio, for a second, I was like, oh my god, is that Red Brown? And then it's, it's not. But, like, <laughs> I was hopeful for a second, like, oh my god, is it Red Brown? I didn't remember Red Brown was in this. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, it's not. Oh. Oh, that's that's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a better actor, but less entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, there's plenty of great actors. Well, plenty of good actors here. Yeah, we didn't even mention Meg Ryan, who's, yeah. again, someone else who Tom Cruise has way more chemistry with than Kelly McGillis. Yeah, I kind of forgot she was in this. And also, also, yeah, after Goose dies, don't wouldn't it be customary to give the wife his dog tags and not his flight partner? I don't know. Yeah, I think the wife would make sense, but I don't know what custom is i don't know yeah the wife would make way more sense but i who knows I maybe know. maybe the partner well i, I mean know. i think i feel that that's something that was important that at least you know should have at least had the equivalent of the doggy scene to explain yeah hey doggy <laughs> here are these dog tags oh okay mm-hmm. but 
I don't know. Yeah, I, that that struck me as odd the last time with this most recent rewatch of it. Like I was just like, yeah. I was like, wait a minute, how the hell did he? Why does he have possession of these? Yeah, is that really the best thing to have with you in the cockpit? <laughs> sure, sure. Why not? <laughs> like I mean, it's not like he's gonna have him dangling anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I do want to say is usually they go out of their way to make Tom Cruise look tall. And I sort of got in this movie, he looks like he's like 4'11". Yeah. <laughs> he, he's he clearly shorter than I think everybody. He's clearly the shorty in this one. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. Respect. <laughs> but this is also com- coming out of a time when, you know, there was like every every Tom Cruise movie had a formula. <laughs> like, Did it have a formula this time? Because this is very early for him. I think that this is definitely something that gave the foundation for the formula. Oh, for sure. For sure, because this this was this it. Because I would say it would I don't be know this. If this would necessarily be his launch, but this was it would, like early. Oh yeah, on. I would say that it would be this Days of Thunder and uh, Risky Business would be like the ones I would. Yeah, Risky Business definitely. Days of Thunder, yeah. Maybe. Oh my god, I he forgot he was. I in didn't Days realize. Of no, no, I remember that. I just I didn't realize. This was right after Legend, and Legend was after Risky Business. I did not realize yeah. that because Legends was nobody seems to, to talk about, yeah. and it's like Legend was cool. Well, I mean, Legend <laughs> had Tim Curry as the devil. Yes, yes, it did. And, he, I, and like, in, there's nobody who gives a better performance in that movie other than Tim Curry. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you always have to tell people, hey, you remember that Tom Cruise fantasy movie where he played like a semi elf dude hanging around in the trees? And everybody's like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Tim Curry about? was the devil. <laughs> oh, legend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah Tom Cruise <laughs> was in that. Yes. Wait, Tom Cruise was in that? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, th- he definitely has a more beefier role in this than he did in The Outsiders. Yeah, it's been so long since I've seen The Outsiders. I've mean to watch it recently. Yeah, he's he's but... in it. Yeah. He doesn't say much. It's my favorite performance well, of him. It also, it also has the best actor ever, Dalton. Yeah, Patrick Swayze. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it also has that little punk ass, Ralph Macchio. Oh, with, oh okay. That that's little the punk That's ass. the one I'm thinking of. It's like, talk about Daniel's. Yeah, that little <laughs> punk ass whiny brat. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad Johnny shows him one for him. Yeah, and, and those adults. <laughs> yeah. And they just decided to beat the shit out of a teenager. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but I guess I guess back to Top Gun. Um yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Tim Tim Robbins is criminally underused. Yeah, criminally uh, underused. <laughs> yeah, he's a great actor and like I think how many days did he work on this? Cuz like all his all his shots are in a cockpit, aren't they? Yeah. They don't have anything with him outside. Yeah, they do. Aren't... That in celebration scene at the end of the movie. Oh, he's in, and I mean, okay. I'm sure he's yeah, in the background somewhere in the beginning. Maybe. Also, oh, we forgot the we even forgot to mention an actor. I don't know his name. I'm just going to name the character and you, or from a movie, and you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. A uh, Strickland, you know, thinks everyone's a slacker. Never oh, had shit. hair. Yeah, never I had do hair. Not know. I do not know the name of that actor, but I forgot he was in this. But yeah, Strickland in uh, Back to the Future yeah. and. He was in something else. Oh, actually, I can name a couple things. He yeah, was I can in. name a few things, but like, I always think he he fits that military role, like at and Top yeah. Gun. Oh, I, yeah. I I think of that role before I think of Back to the Future. Hmm. 
Well, well, Back to the Future is the go-to. Well, Back, back to the Future yeah. Part 2. When I think of him in Back to the Future, I think of him in a yeah. nightgown and a, and, a, and a, like, what, a bulletproof vest and a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Strickland I think about. And also, Marty it in the fits. first one, mm. Jesus, did that guy ever have hair? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I just love they don't do anything to, like, update his age or anything. It's just, like... 30-year age gap. He looks exactly and the nothing same. nothing's changed. He thinks yeah, all the kids are slackers. Exact same guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I had forgotten he was in this before I rewatched it. Hey, um, Strickland. Probably, and, you know, probably the other movie I was thinking of that he's in, well, he's in, I can think of a few, but, like, probably the other big one I think of is probably Masters of the Universe. He wasn't that. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that. <laughs> Academy Award winning film, Fasters of the Universe. Yep. <laughs> Everybody loves that one, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, it's very popular. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is a. Uh, it's fine. Um, it's hard to take seriously near the end. I know. It's really hard. It is. Uh, I like, like, I like a lot of the actors. Yeah. Uh, lots of them are kind of throwaway, but like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm even looking through, and it's like, yeah, they're there. Like, Tom Scared and Michael Ironside are two of his instructors. I'm trying to think why they aren't actually the same character. Does any one of them do something that the other one couldn't? Mm, they both were pilots. Yeah, they, they seem fairly interchangeable. I, I don't know. There was, there, I hate to it say. seemed to be the, the part where they both were hanging out by a jet shortly after Goose's death, after they first got him back mm-hmm. up in the air, and which also, yeah. that's just negligence on their part. I'm yeah. sorry, mm. that's negligence. He shouldn't be flying. <laughs> yeah, but well, no, that's de- that's definitely the type of thing where it's like he needs to tell you when he needs to go back. Yeah, you shouldn't. Yes, it's good. Yeah, it it's it's good to talk to him and be like, hey, you know, it's it's, it's shit happens. It's not your fault. Shit. Happens. Yeah, I, it's good to tell him. I don't that. even but know like, what telling him to go back up. No, or even no, why I'm... they had to have that whole trial. <laughs> like, it seemed like completely. Yeah. Oh, hey, you have this trial, but don't worry. You're fine. And yeah. they don't even spend enough. The only time they spend on it is them clearing him of any responsibility. Yeah, the, the, so yeah, the acquittal. Yeah, and it's just like, ugh, what, what's the point of that scene? Yeah, exactly. Just to, see, just to uh, have a slow shot on Tom Cruise brooding. <laughs> yes, he's very broody. <laughs> it ha- Also, they feature a lot. Like I think the uh, formula also features a lot of Tom Cruise brooding. Look at him mm, thinking yeah, about probably. stuff. Mm. He, he's thinking about stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, you know, one thing we should definitely talk about that I'd kind of forgotten about. Uh, this thing has like a classic 80s sound. Yeah, it does. Oh, my God. Like, come on, Danger Zone is awesome. And obviously, Top Gun Anthem. Is oh, yeah. Just classic 80s movie score. <laughs> I'm... I'm trying to think. Yeah, it was Archer where the, the, the guy is always singing the Danger Zone song. Danger Zone! Yeah. Yes. Yeah. God, I haven't seen Archer in a long time, but yes, I remember that. <laughs> I also think of uh, Rob Corddry's character from uh, Harold and Kumar. Go to... Uh, oh, does he er, say that? No, God, no, no. Oh, no, no. He's in the sequel, like Escape from Guantanamo yeah. Bay. And there's a scene where he's like on a jet where he's transporting them back to prison and he's listening to it on there and he's just that's right drumming and just that's super right. into it. Well I wasn't a huge fan of that one, but I do think Rob Cordray was like 
the highlight of that movie. He was hilarious. In that yeah, the, yeah, that one it wasn't as funny as the first one. Yeah. And the third one, and I don't, the third one was all right. Yeah, the third one, as I recall, was better than the second. But, yeah, the first one's kind of I mean, I think the funniest part of the third one is probably them meeting George W. Bush. I don't even remember that. Yeah, they crash land into a Walker Ranch. Oh, wow. Yeah, they they parachute right right in. That's right, they do something like that. And there's one scene where it's like, George, we're going to be late for this win. Oh, shit, it's Cheney. That guy scares the crap out of me. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's right. I just remember... uh, Cheney scares the crap out of me, too. (laughs) I want to say it's uh, Harold's girlfriend's father is Danny Trejo, and... Uh, he he's a bit much in that one. <laughs> <laughs> he's like all into family. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm trying to think if there's much else to really say about uh, Top Gun except <clears throat> uh, I don't know. Val Kilmer's good. Yeah, Val Kilmer's good. <laughs> Michael Ironside is just doesn't turn in a bad performance. No, no. Michael Ironside, Tom Skerritt, they're both good. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the issue with them is that I feel like that could easily become one character, and it's two characters because, I guess, because you get Tom Skerritt and it, Michael Ironside. Yeah, you can get both of them. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, sure. Why not? <laughs> I, I guess I could understand that. I mean, if I, I had my choice of the two, I, it's Ironside all day. <laughs> It's Michael Ironside all day. Yeah, no, I do have to go for Ironside, but like Tom Scared is is, is it, it depends. Good in his own it depends right. on the movie. Yeah, if that's I'm doing true, too. if I'm mm-hmm. doing drama. Yeah, Tom Scared. Yeah, mm-hmm. if it's like action horror, uh, Ironside. Yeah, well, like it, like something like Alien, you'd want Tom Scared because you don't want to be cheering for the the guy to get killed. <laughs> no, no, but I'd also well, that'd be another movie that I would just put the two of them both in there. But I would have like yeah. uh, Ironside be like Hicks, only he's an aged and jaded vet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's still gonna die. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like it would be like a sacrificial sort of thing mm-hmm. while they for escape. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Scarrett's gonna die. But yeah. though. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Anything to add before you just head right into Jurassic Park? Oh, life finds a way. Ah, it sounds like we're heading into it. Yeah, we are. <laughs> oh, Jurassic Park. Uh, uh, I have to say, with this recent rewatch, I don't think I ever fully appreciated how outrageously and kind of wonderfully anti-capitalist this movie is right it is it I, is I, like I, I didn't pick up on that until this recent uh, rewatch i was just like oh yeah. well this is a lovely change yeah it's it's absolutely just you have essentially this wonderful discovery how we can create di- like long dead animals this great scientific discovery and what happens? A capitalist gets a hold of it, turns it into a fucking theme park. The theme park is clearly very sophisticated, looks very nice, and clearly made by the lowest bidder. Everything's kind of chintzy. Everything's falling apart, barely hanging on. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And of course, it all goes wrong. <laughs> because that's what happens if you let capitalism go too far. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... Like, there's so much, like, uh, 
Like, you see it right at the beginning with the worker, because I used to think, hey, it seems like it's latched, it, latched in. Why are they able to knock it out? And why Why do you even need a worker to lift that up? That seems wonky. Yeah. And like, this time watching it. Yeah, why did yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> like, and this time watching it, it's like, oh, because it's all kind of half-assed. It looks fancy, but it's half-assed. <laughs> like, why do they have to move that in by hand? Like, yeah. <laughs> where's a union delegate? Where is OSHA? Yeah. <laughs> No, no, they, I'm sure Costa they did Rica. some union busting at this, at this park. Yeah, yeah. Costa Rica. OSHA yeah. Doesn't, doesn't reach that far. Exactly. That's one way to avoid it, too. Yeah, this is... It's kind of awesome how... how I don't, I guess I just never appreciated how just... It's just anti-capitalist. Like, if I were to describe this movie, like a theme of this movie, it's like capitalism bad. Yeah. It's just how capitalism takes something beautiful and fucks it up. <laughs> there, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, like, well, like you were saying with the beginning, how you could tell it's just all a janky operation. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, what, what, what were your thoughts with this rewatch? Mm. Oh, man. Um, mm. I'm still more, I was more amazed at that, at how, well, I, I noticed more with the, like the cinematography with it and just yes. how they, that's what I focused more on with this watch. Mm-hmm. And I mean, sure. Sometimes the effects look a little cheesy, yes. but they still look better than stuff you see <laughs> like in movies today. It, they still look well, it, it just de- as good. Now I'll say it depends. Them running with the gala minuses. Yeah. That kind of, eh, that didn't really age that well. Well, I do think 4K and the computer animation in this movie do not go great. Because no. I remember it looking better than it did on this rewatch. Yeah. That being said, all the practical effects, like that little baby velociraptor, yeah. the sick triceratops, the, uh, rap- that the raptor head that poked, amazing. that poked its head up through the ceiling tile. Yeah. The T Rex leg. Was... Yeah. All of that looked really good. Yeah, if anything that was practical, oh, it was so good. I believe a lot of the full-bodied shots of the T-Rex were also uh, practical. Yeah, you could tell it varied, but you could tell. uh, It's weird. I don't remember the CGI ever standing out before, but like, I just don't think this movie was made for 4K. No, no, and I think that the the parts where the CG stood out to me a little was at the end where the T-Rex threw the other uh, raptor into the dinosaur bones. Yeah, yeah, that impact didn't look that clean. <laughs> it yeah. looked a little rough. And uh, I watched whatever version was on HBO. That's why I did. So too. yeah, I think that is the 4K resolution now. Yeah. Now, um, I think a few of the shots of the Raptors in that final chase moment, like uh, when Ellie was hanging underneath, or not Ellie, um, Lex was hanging from the ceiling tile. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Raptor looked a little hokey there. Little yeah. hokey there. But, well, the raptors, it's they, it, they do decent work with the raptors. Like in the kitchen, oh, I don't recall them looking terribly bad. No, there are moments, no, but there, like yeah, there's some moments where they look a little yeah. bad. And I, I'll say that the Dilophosaurus still looked really cool and scary. Oh yeah, <laughs> well I think that was entirely practical. That one, that, that one was entirely practical. Yeah, that 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 still looked cool, even with that like little covering that popped out and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> Why? Well, yeah, and I don't want to completely bash on the effects because for the time, this was groundbreaking and amazing. Yeah, and even today, those practical dinosaurs, 
like the way they had that baby dinosaur move. Yeah. It it looked alive. It did not look like a puppet, which it clearly just was some sort of elaborate puppet, it, but it looked believe, like a baby dinosaur. I believe the ones mm. they were holding were remote controlled yeah. and the one poking out of the egg was the puppet. Yeah. I believe. Either way, no, this and that uh, that brontosaurus still that still that shot from mm-hmm. the beginning still looks great. That yeah. is still the money shot to this day. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you, a remote control or a puppet though. I, like I'm not for me that that baby dinosaur yeah. was just so goddamn. Cool. That is so <laughs> cool. Yeah. Because he like even if it's mechanical, like none of its movements looked mechanical. It looked like a baby. Yeah, look, it looked like a little baby dinosaur. Exactly. <laughs> hey there, little dinosaur, um, you're a little killer. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, I just remember being as a kid really loving this movie, and it's it's yeah. it's it's kind of nice to return to it and still see there's there's stuff for adult me to look at and be like, oh yeah, yeah. that that was good. Um, this this movie is still home to perhaps one of the most famous uh, continuity errors ever. Uh, the T Rex coming out of its pen clearly at ground level, and then pushing the jeep over, and all of a sudden it's like a forty foot drop. Oh no, at least. no, no! That was a fall off. That you see, that was just the fall off. That was sure, on the same sure. side as the toilets. Sure, sure, sure. At least that's what it, what it is. It's I like, believe that's what it is in the novelization. But yes, yeah. yes, the, one of the biggest continuity things of all yeah, time. Yeah, it was just like, where did that come? It's from? more infamous like, than the coffee cup in Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, the coffee cup is just one shot. This is like something they had to pre-plan for. And it's like they had to look at Noah's continuity AR and just be planning on people not to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> just hoping like maybe they won't think too much about it. Maybe there'll yeah. be too much going the, on in the scene. <clears throat> the T-Rex just came out through this area. But you know what? No, the T-Rex did did a jump, guys. Trust us. <laughs> oh, so they could jump super high, too. Because we no. saw inside <laughs> of that pen earlier, and it was at yeah. ground level. <laughs> Where the goat came up. Unless there's like some yeah. sort of like elevated thing on the island that we just didn't see. Yeah. And Well, it's yeah. like, it, it's not even a short incline, too, because... Like, it's far enough for them, T-Rex, to drop the Jeep, the Jeep to land in a tree, for them to have to go all the way down, climb up the tree, which it seemed like it was pretty high in the fucking tree. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was not a a little incline. (laughs) No, no. Like, it could have been a whole, like, series of caves and inclines and foothills. I don't know, man. I don't know. (laughs) Well, you know, it it also strikes me as weird, because, like, I'm watching it, I'm like, why don't you just set it up so the inclined area is on the other side? Yeah. Why Why are we doing this? <laughs> it's, this isn't that tricky, guys. This is... <laughs> but... Yes. So, who is the main villain of this? That's a question for you. Uh, <laughs> Newman. Newman? Uh, he's definitely a villain. But yeah, no, I would definitely say Hammond. Dotson. Dotson. <laughs> Yeah, Hammond. Hammond. No, yeah, Hammond absolutely is. He's a monster. Yeah. Like, you, you put your he... grandchildren in that situation. Yeah. Like, you're a yeah. fucking monster, dude. Well, I think he obviously got caught up in his own uh, bullshit sales pitch. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, his big bullshit. thing is, you know, 
no no expense spared when clearly he's sparing expenses right and left even to the point like that's when i realized that the whole capitalism thing wasn't a mistake because it's part of the plot line with nerdry uh because he talks about how he's not paid remotely enough for this job and he still does it and hamming gives him grief saying you know i'm not, essentially saying i'm not gonna pay you more just do you do the job do <laughs> And it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, what is it he said? Like, I don't, it's like, I don't blame people for the, the, their mistakes. I just, I do ask that they pay for them. Yeah. And that's just like a Jesus, John. Yeah. And it's like, John, want, if, if he's like, it definitely sounds like this is the conversation they've had where probably he came to him and said, hey, you know, I, I'm having issues. You know, can you help me out? And, you know, he obviously said, you know, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> we made an agreement. Yeah, I'm not changing. It's like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that, you know, he didn't get that to Dotson, whoever Dotson worked for. I'm presuming Engine, which we later yeah, find I out. Yeah, that was the name of the company. Yeah, which I believe, which we later find out throughout the series. And mm-hmm. I believe in one of the books they talk about Dotson going to the park to try and track him down after they left. And he also dies at the hands of the Dilophosaurus. Well, no, doesn't Dodge and Dot... Does he? That does seem familiar. I think it's in the book. It's been forever since I've read no, the book. No, no. I could have sworn in the book, it was the second book, he went to the second island. Mistaked it. Mistaking it for the first. Does he like that? I think he does die. I know he dies by the hands of no, the dinosaur. No, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure he dies. I'm pretty sure that whole team dies. I think it's all, like... I, we, I guess we're not even going to get to Lost World this time. No. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, that they take so many liberties with that movie. Like this one, there's there's liberties. Like there's all types of little things I remember. Like I remember in the book, spoilers for the book, which is even older than the movie, Malcolm dies. Yeah. Um Malcolm. Muldoon lives. Mul- the lawyer lives. Hammond dies. Yeah, Hammond. Hammond dies by the hands of raptors, doesn't he? No, it's little uh Compiosaurus. That's right. Uh do you remember the beginning of the second one? That's that's right. Okay. Yeah. It's those guys who get hammered. That's right. He dies that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh it's been a while since I remember since I read the book, but yeah, yeah I think I was a teenager when I uh, read it. Yeah, I was yeah. in my early 20s when I read it, so it's it's been yeah, 10 years since I've read that this book. 10 years. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, over time, yeah, it was over cool ten years, fifteen, mm-hmm. fine, <laughs> like twenty five for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, the book was good. I, I almost want to reread this book. Yeah, to figure out if the if the anti capitalism was like ingrained in the book because it's very ingrained in this movie. Oh. I mean, I just think that's interesting because you don't see that too often. Something I didn't notice uh, about this that I I think stood out to me the most, and it was during the credits, that Michael Crichton actually had a huge part in writing the screenplay. Oh, yeah. That's kind of very rare where they do a movie based off a book and the actual author of the novel has like a say, let alone a hand in the script. Yeah, it's it's not hyper rare, but is also rarer than you'd expect. Um. Which I think is interesting, because you would think more often than not, the writer would be like, oh, yeah, I won't be involved with it. Um, but no, not as often as you'd expect. Uh, I'm trying to think of other examples. Obviously, Princess Bride is probably the most famous. Yeah. Um, which uh, Princess Bride is also one of those weird exceptions for me where I actually enjoy the movie more than the book, which like 
That's okay. one of the few thing times I can say that one. <laughs> now, I'll say that I think the only book and movie that I've, like, one that I've read the book and seen that I feel, like, really follows the book as closely mm-hmm. as possible is A Clockwork Orange. I haven't read that book. Mm. It, it follows it almost beat for beat. Almost wow. oh, beat for beat. But the book tells hmm. the story differently than we get it depicted. Mm-hmm. But it changes the way you watch the movie. Oh, really? So hmm. it's broken up into three parts, seven mm-hmm. chapters in each part. Now, each chapter, I believe, is supposed to be like a representation of a year in Alex's life. Um, the book okay. starts when he's about 14. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ends when he's in his 20s. Okay. Or, yeah, no, almost 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 30s, I think, right? Yeah. It's, so I it's believe. three sections of seven, so 21. Yeah. 35. <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, a last part of the book that's omitted that wasn't in the film. Like, it, it, it ends, like, the second to last chapter ends how the movie ends. For him mm-hmm. just saying I was cured. But then it picks up and he meets up with one of his old droogs again. Not the ones, not one of the ones that are a cop. I think it was Georgie because Pete and Dem became cops. But I think in the in the film, but in the book, I believe it's he runs in, it's uh it is it's Georgie and and Dem who became cops, and he runs into Pete, and Pete reformed his life, has a wife, has a kid, has a big family, has a good job, like completely nice. reformed. Yeah. And what happened to you? We heard you went into the program. How's it working? Still the same old me, Pete. <laughs> mm. And it's like, yeah, there's our Alex. <laughs> nah. But yeah, mostly note for note. And um, it changes your perspective on the film. I'm just going to just emphasize that again. Nah. Because if you get the context of how the story is being told, you could think about events in the movie and how old he should be while that's playing out. Like mm-hmm. record store visits. Those girls yeah. are supposed to be 12. Oh, oh, God. Mm. Yeah. Which, like, I'll admit, reading that one going, mm. oh, well, uh, he's like 15, but I feel weird reading this. <laughs> like, I feel yeah, weird. I just got to get through this chapter real quick. Oh, oh, Alex. Oh, oh. <laughs> Not good. No. Not good. <laughs> Bad. <clears throat> Ooh. but yeah uh, this does make me want to reread the book yeah, absolutely. <laughs> as I recall a lot of the ideas in the book pretty much make it over but yeah obviously deaths are different I remember Henry Wu had kind of a gruesome death in the book and here he gets to return for Jurassic World. <laughs> and I believe in this, uh, Samuel. I believe in the book, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character lived too. Or does he die? Or does sure he die too? One. I think he does die. Yeah, I think he he might die very similar. I, I, what was his name? Is Arnold? Arnold, yeah, Mister Arnold. I mean, Nedry dies pretty much the same. Oh yeah, yeah. Nedry has like the same story. <laughs> Hmm. I forgot the lawyer lived. <laughs> yeah, the lawyer actually gets like this full <laughs> arc. Uh, I think I read a little bit into this a while ago, but the lawyer gets this full arc in the story where like he's kind of wormy at the beginning, 
but like he evolves and he he's almost like a semi warrior like at the end and <laughs> it's kind of cool and like here's the issue this is not long i think after steven spielberg's divorce so he did not feel comfortable about lawyers <laughs> he was just like ah no the blood sucking uh, lawyer <laughs> yeah mm. Uh, I'm trying to see here. Here's this the Jurassic Park book, uh, John Arnold novels. Okay, yeah, the raptors got him in the maintenance shed in the book as well. <laughs> it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. I did like Samuel L. Jackson in this. I'm glad you brought him up because yeah. uh, he's a highlight. And, yeah, this is before Samuel L. Jackson had his huge break in Pulp Fiction. So Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I do want to also bring up that, you know, John Williams knocks it out of the park with the score. And it's oh, another great yes. example of, like, movies that, Oh yeah, John Williams did write the score for this. And mm -hmm. when I think he's definitely somebody when you break it down, you start thinking of everything that he has done the score for and all the iconic stuff that you associate with, you know, different things like I think of Superman, I immediately think da na na da da. Mm -hmm. That's Williams. <laughs> Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> he Yeah, no, he's done so much iconic stuff and yeah. This is this is just right up there with it. Uh, God, great stuff. <laughs> like when that, I want to say when the theme first comes on and the helicopter's flying. Yeah. So uh, at the so end where you see the birds and then the strings come in playing that main riff sort of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Right then. <laughs> it's like, yeah, John Williams, mm. you're, you're good. <laughs> you're very yes. good at what you do, sir. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, well, it, it reminded me of the helicopter where uh, he has a faulty seatbelt where it has both, uh, both yep. the ends. Playing into the capitalism theme again. Playing into... I've always heard that was an analogy He's... about the dinosaurs on the island. And more leading into Malcolm's I, I've theory. I've heard that you know, one, too, but I, I definitely think it doubles for the capitalism oh, it thing. Because it absolutely doubles down for capitalism. It, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, he, he's not putting the effort into this project that he should. He's fucking up the seatbelts on the goddamn helicopter, which you probably shouldn't fuck up. From. Nope. <laughs> but yes. Like, uh, yeah, you know, and as... Well, good goddamn You did movie. mention that Jeff Goldblum is also in this, and I mean, this is like probably one of his oh, most yes. iconic roles, other than probably other than a being jeff goldblum and his most iconic role ever was in the 1974 film death wish oh, i have not i don't think i've seen the original death he's wish. In it briefly but he's in it eh? that, was, that <laughs> was a joke but he was he's in it he but i do want I to uh I, i'm glad yeah, you brought yeah. him up oh, oh go ahead uh, i was just gonna say as a kid he was my favorite yeah. character as an adult yeah. He's kind of a creep, yeah. right? He's kind of a creep. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is that, dude? 
He is he is all over Ellie to like a ridiculous amount. Like it's I like, kind of like how Doctor Grant was just dude, like, Wait, are you mm. yeah, and he's just like, yeah. yeah, like, what is your problem? <laughs> yeah, have you been blind this whole time? What I'm about the to feature to the fucking Raptors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but also, I, I have to say, Alan Grant is probably one of my favorite characters ever brought to the brought to life on the screen. Oh yeah, like, hands oh, down, yeah. one of my like, favorite characters ever. Kid me likes Ian Malcolm. Adult me thinks Ian Malcolm's a bit cre- creepy and is totally teen Alan yeah. Grant. <laughs> all, all, all Alan Grant. But I also liked Alan Grant when I was a kid too, and I, I, I kind of thought, yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. you know Jeff Goldblum's character was kind of funny, but he's also kind of annoying. Yes, yes. Uh, it really comes off. Although it is Jeff Goldblum at his most. Oh yeah, he is. He is full With... hinge. He is in full bloom. If you yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know. In some ways, I almost feel like, like it works here for the character. But in some ways, I almost feel like it really works in Thor Ragnarok simply because he's the yeah. villain. So he's gonna do that kind of swarmy shit. But it he's the villain. All right, congratulations <laughs> on the coup, everybody. Good job. Good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. You overthrew me nicely. But you knew what? If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have had this coup. So go ahead and congratulate me, too. Everyone did a great job. Now let's get back to how things are. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to how things were, because we all know that was the best. We all know that. Oh, man. I also like the joke that they kept playing throughout the, mo- the, beginning, the first half of the movie. And that's Grand mm-hmm. Hates Kids. But later he yes, became yes. such oh, a protector yeah. for both of them. Yes. Yeah, no, I love that arc yeah. in the, the movie. Because, yeah, uh, he's kind of terrible to Tim. Because Tim's following him around. And Tim's like, you know, I won't be whatever car you're in. And, like, even rewatching, it's like, like when the T-Rex is going after him, it's like, motherfucker, that kid was supposed to be with you. <laughs> it's like, you know, this wouldn't be happening if the kids were in the same car as you, Alan. <laughs> like yeah. they just be going after yeah. the you, fucking you lawyer. Were, <laughs> you dumped him with the goddamn lawyer, and of course the lawyer ran away because lawyer. Because <laughs> and I guess I shouldn't be mean to lawyers because I I clearly not had as bad a lawyer experience as Steven Spielberg. But well, you weren't married to Kate Capshaw. <laughs> was that Kate? No, it wasn't Kate Capshaw. He's st- no, it was, I think it was someone else. But I'm pretty sure he's still married to Kate Capshaw. Oh, actually, that's. That's that's good. Yeah, <laughs> mm. she's totally the best part of Temple of Doom. Oh, dude, have you seen him talk about Temple yes. of Doom? He is not he is not fond of that movie, but he always says, "Hey, you know what I love about that movie? I met my wife." I mean, oh, <laughs> good for something, Stephen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he they're still married. Oh, oh that's that's good. <laughs> Hey, no, I'm I'm happy. I am too. I am too. Uh, and also, no. that that movie did give me the or give us, in my opinion, the three best villains ever in an Indiana Jones movie. Those bad guys in the beginning, they are just Bond no. level evil, and I loved it. <laughs> oh yeah, no that that beginning's a total just, Bond scene. That's like a Bond intro, just straight up. I, that's what just me. Like I know that they won't let an American ever direct, but I mean, you have my blessing, Stephen. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, fine. Uh, But I do, yeah, it's interesting. We were back to Temple of Doom because, you know, Short Round was here earlier. And I just remember thinking, the way I always describe uh, Willie, the character Kate Capshaw in Temple of Doom plays, is, hey, listen, 
Short Round should have been the most annoying character in that movie. He wasn't by him. No, mile. it's the prince. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> At that point, I would have taken a talking dog. Voiced yeah. by Walter Matthau. That would have that well, would have been course, great. Of course. What am I talking? <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, probably. Okay, he left. He divorced Amy Irving, his okay. first wife, in 89. So that's almost certainly. The, okay, Amy Irving. Later. Okay, mm. okay. Wait, wait, but, wait yes. when was uh, Temple of Doom released? Temple of Doom? Yeah, no, I, I do have questions about that. Because that was a... Uh, this was bef- that was before Jurassic Park, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. Eight before. Oh, God, I'm under his actor. I'm like, why is there, like, no credits here? Because <laughs> he's... Okay, Temple of Doom was 84. So, yeah. I don't know the okay, details. Okay, okay. I don't know Maybe they were friends for several years before it blossomed into something else. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It, it, it's it's actually 100% it is 100% plausible, so. plausible. I don't know the details. Neither do I, <laughs> and I'm not going to speculate on them. Yes, yes. But, Jurassic uh, Park. <laughs> yeah, Jurassic Park is a great movie. Totally worth checking out. Despite the the egregious mm-hmm. continuity, yeah, there. yeah. Well, I mean, I did my final note in this is, and I agree with you too. I think Hammond is the villain because my final note on it is, I still think Hammond was playing with fire, like he absolutely was, oh, and yeah. he he kind of got what was coming to him, but mm-hmm. at the risk of putting his own loved ones, you know, in danger. And I mean, Christ, even on the helicopter ride, they were nowhere near him. They were glued mm-hmm. to Dr. Grant. Yes, yes, they were. Which, yeah. again, it still played off off of that, you know, Grant hates kids, but I don't think he really cared at that moment. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, oh, I, I do love Grant's arc yeah. in here and just, you know, just learning to be a father because <laughs> he does a great job. And, you know, that's, that's kind of what being a father is, yeah. honestly. It's just... It's just being there. That's the most important thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, great movie. Great movie. Um, anything no. you want to add before we, we go yeah, ahead no, and close that out? That was a great movie. Great movie. And it, yes. it was great to revisit it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next week, I don't remember. I'm sure I have plenty of stuff on the, the, t- on the table for I next week. I think you do. I don't remember I what they are. I think you do, truthfully. I've cu- I've... Oh, that's right. We're, truthfully, we're... I've been in ba- We'll have to see, because t- the, the plans with... that Part of the reason I've been scared this week is the plans with Tears for Fears and Garbage are getting upended on yeah, me. Yeah, I saw that. Everything um, good? Uh, well, we'll discuss okay. it a little bit after the podcast, but uh, the short answer is okay. yes. But uh, there's there's lots of details. Um, oh, boy. But yeah, uh I will be doing something with George. I'm going to discuss stuff with him. Uh, will we just be doing an album ranking? Maybe, but I'd like to get a concert review on it, and I won't have the concert reviewed by then. But we'll see. We will do be doing something next week, and then in two weeks, Bobby will return, and <laughs> we definitely have that planned out, too. Oh, yes. Top Gun 2, Jurassic World, 
and you're going to get Star Trek V. Finally! Final Frontier! Yes, the yes. The greatest movie Final in the entire franchise. Yes, the greatest movie in the entire franchise, as long as you don't count any of the other movies. The whole reason I pitched I Star know, Trek is just, for, is just I mean, this one. <laughs> I pitched the entire yeah. one just to listen to you pitch about this one. Oh, it, it, I'm sure it's All funny. for my own enjoyment. Uh, <laughs> so next week, I'm not 100% sure what's yeah. happening, but you'll find out next week. And then in two weeks, yeah, we're pretty sure yeah, what's happening yeah. in two weeks. <laughs> I, I, I should at least say, like, I will not be here next week. I uh, will be on vacation with the wife. We are going uh, about middle of the country, Colorado. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm going to have some photos and some video that I'm going to take and I'll bring back and I'll try to mm. up, I'll try to get it cut together and ship it and get it sent to Bob by next week. But no promises on that. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You, you relax and have yeah. fun. I won't get too caught up in anything yeah, like yeah. that. The most important thing is that you guys. Well, have yeah. Fun. Yeah. But also, you know, giving you something as filler. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely going to take some pictures of this Penny Arcade that, that's going to be in the city we're staying in in Colorado. Oh, yeah. Man. And the Ghost Museum. Nice. Oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Well, uh, next week, I don't know what's happening, but you will know next week, and so will I. <laughs> take care. Uh, we'll no. talk. Yeah, talk to you guys later. I want to go ahead and add some audio credits at the end here. Uh, the theme music you're hearing at the beginning and end of this podcast was uh, written and performed by George Johnson, a very good friend of mine. And my current Patreons are uh, Fel Martins, David Lara, and Lindsay Painkhurst. If you'd like to become a patron, go ahead and follow the link down below. Anything you can provide would be incredibly helpful to this channel. We're barely limping by right now. Uh, I'd love to make this my full-time job, but I'm miles away from that right now. So any help you could provide, just a dollar a month would be amazing. You know you want to. All your friends are doing it.